Welcome to the newest segment on Almost Cooperstown. Uh, every Monday going forward, we're going to be dropping a This Week's in Baseball, sort of taking off a show you were actually telling me about from your childhood. Right. This Week in Baseball was hosted by Mel Allen, who was a Yankee, one-time Yankee announcer. And then how about that, he would say, when you'd see the highlights from the entire week before, and you didn't see any of those highlights because there was no ESPN, and unless it got on the local news somehow, because something really fantastic happened in some games, it wasn't like you were seeing all the games. Right. And so much like Mel Allen, that's kind of what we're endeavoring to bring here, that every Monday you can come in, you can check up, and you can get like the highlights, the big stories that happened that weekend. As we see it, and we'll take it all the way through the playoffs, and that'll be kind of fun to talk about that, because when we get to the playoffs, we'll have fewer games to talk about, but, but they'll be more important. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball been a wild week in baseball and uh we here at almost cooperstown looking to do something a little different and uh we're going to talk about what's been going on in baseball this week because it's been a really exciting one when i was a kid uh there was an announcer named mel allen who was that was late in his career he was a yankee announcer i think a famous announcer and he hosted a show on saturday saturday mm-hmm. afternoon It'd be like at two o'clock this week in baseball and you think about an appointment tv thing on a saturday afternoon at two o'clock well i imagine when you were a kid that was a lot bigger because that's why one of your few chances to kind of see highlights and right. important things from a bunch of players sort before of before ESPN yeah, before, before the internet so you know basically you get a chance to see the players and some games and it was I just show I watched and I, a lot of people watched and I mean because there's always something interesting to talk about obviously the story of this week has to be Julio Rodriguez and his unbelievable performance and so it was 17 I saw for 22 over a four game stretch which is a record for the most hits in a four game span I didn't realize that so that's an all-time major league record and and those are you know four game stretches really quite something and he's really coming on as are the Mariners I think they played at like a 22 and 5 rate since like for they've been playing really good baseball for a while and and I, I think the Blue Jays uh, here on on Sunday uh, this is dropping on Monday and we will drop our episodes uh, these this is going to be a regular thing we're doing we're going to drop uh, this you know 20 minutes sort of recap of baseball week and the Blue Jays pounded the Reds today uh, in the last game of the series so they're I think effectively tied with the Mariners right now uh, in the loss column or one game different in the loss column. Yeah, it's been two teams moving in different directions because you've had the Mariners on the upswing while you've had the Blue Jays kind of coming back. They've been like four and six in their last ten before today's game. Yeah, I'm still bullish on the Blue Jays. Um, Their chances, uh, it's good to see Bichette back in the lineup. Did you see today that they DFA'd Paul DeYoung? Yeah. So they they bring him in, they trade for him when he gets hurt. The moment he comes back, he's got, he was three for 44. Three for forty-four. That's like that, that was like. A, I think Howie Rose said that's like a bad pitcher hitting. Yeah, <laughs> and it certainly hasn't helped them that Vlad Guerrero Jr. has not been the monster this season that he was last season. No, no. I mean, that was an MVP caliber type season, uh, and the pet, the past two actually for him. But the Blue Jays, you know, I, I still have faith in them. Uh, I'd have more faith if, if Alec Manoa could find it. Right. <laughs> I, I think the thing that you have to he ask, hasn't. I think it's interesting looking because, you know, if we can start there, do you think the Blue Jays or the Reds have it in them to make that run? Which one of those two teams do you think kind of has the better chance of making it to the postseason? The I think if, if I were to look at the playoffs and you look at the AL, um, you know, besides the uh, Orioles, and I, I wonder about the Orioles or the Rays, one of those teams not making it. I think the Blue Jays will make it from the American League mm-hmm. East. I, I think that's a pretty good point. I think it's interesting with the Orioles. You have a, They've been playing unbelievably well this whole season, but there's some... 
concerning advanced stats again about that team not not all of them some of them are unbelievable and i think the fact that their win expected win rate is about eight wins less than they have right now because their run differential right. is it? like they, they're they remind me a lot of that 107 giant win team where it just seemed like in every one run game that year until the postseason it just went the giants way and it didn't mean that they were a bad team Right, and it's 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 not that I'm picking against the Orioles, but I, the Rays also with obviously the Shane McClanahan injury, which is a giant injury pitching wise, you know, Cy Young candidate, and the Wander Franco situation. Um, you know they're going to have to really be resilient here the last you know six weeks of the season. And, and for a team that's you know been so lauded for their ability to get it done without a superstar, losing both your superstar shortstop potentially and for sure your superstar pitcher, that's going to make it really hard to compete going down the stretch because you have to play great. So you mentioned the Mariners. So then, then really, it's it's between the Mariners and one of those three teams in the AL East because it looks like the Twins are going to bumble to the AL Central title because the the Guardians are just you know playing terribly. I mean, if you wanted to have a player that's had a disappointing season this year, and I hate doing this to him because he's such a young guy, but Andres Jimenez has had a nightmarish year compared to his year last. After we met fans, we're looking at it going, well, Lindor has been great. We love Lindor, and we, we really do. But you know, they had Rosario, and they got you and they traded Rosario bizarrely for Noah Syndergaard. Which worked out unbelievably well for the Dodgers. Not for the Guardians. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be between those teams. Um, I don't see anybody else in the American League, uh, you know, getting There's there. certainly not going to be an – you're not expecting the AL Central team to charge up. So no. the question is, is do the Rangers hang around – in that competition for that third wild card spot. I could see them having a tough time, but I think that they will be the team that makes it, and either the Astros or the Mariners might have I, I a problem. If you're the Astros, you have to be concerned that Christian Javier, who was so good last year, has struggled this year. Framber Valdez, over his last 10 starts, has not looked like that. Really? Because that stretch we watched him early in the season, he, he was tremendous, he's and been, he threw the, the no-hitter. He's been really rough. He, he got in a fight yesterday in the uh, Mariner game, because Julio hit the home run off him right and then he hit the next guy and a brawl broke out yeah well that shows frustration right. it's hard to doubt the astros because of their pedigree and their consistency and got yeah right but I, I just feel like they're they're in a little bit you're right they're in a little bit of a scuffle right now right there's a lot of teams that have been on top for a long time this year that are now all kind of scuffling you have the, the astros that are doing it you have the rays that have been threatening to do that and i think another team that you have to kind of worry about is the d-backs Right, so we're switching leads. Well, before we, let's let's just finish talking about the Yankees, um, and and um, the fact that since we recorded, I, I guess a little over a week ago, I don't think they've won a game. No, they've lost a lot. It's, <laughs> seven in a row or something like into that. A complete and and you know, look, we, we Met fans saw that happen when the, at the trade line, that deadline for the Mets because they went in and got their doors blown off in Atlanta after they had lost a few before that. And, and, and the, I, the and mojo's I, gone, the season's gone, everything's gone. I think that Atlanta series was just a a victim of a lot of poor timing too for the Mets, like. Playing that series right after they traded everybody had to make things a thousand times worse for them. So, but I think if you're the Yankees, I mean, concerning things from this week, Julio Rodriguez out hit them in a four game series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to do that kind of stuff. And and and, and we talked about this a few times um, off air. You know, Stanton, I didn't realize that he was batting 199 for the Yankees. Um, and and you know, Judge can carry a team, but not when he's got nobody else hitting at all. And that's kind of what happened there. And I, you know, I, I chalk it up like I do with the Mets to a certain degree of a bad season. Um, I think there's a little too much hope that Nestor Cortez was all of a sudden an upper level right, pitcher. Right, yeah. I think that was a little bit. Uh, un- 
unrealistic to believe that Nestor Cortez was suddenly like, oh, no, this guy's like a top 10 arm in the in the American League. And I don't think you couldn't reasonably expect that. And when Garrett Cole goes out and has a bad outing like he did it this weekend, them. right? That, that, I mean, they, oh, okay, we got to win every game that guy pitches because we don't really have other guys we can. And they still have a really good bullpen. And, and I, still, I, I, just, I just have to think when you look at a lot of these teams that are struggling this year, it's a lot of the teams that had high paying veterans. I, I got to think the pace of play change definitely affected teams with older players more than it affected teams with younger players. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the, uh, you know, another team that has managed to be much better than I give them credit for the entire season of the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're six games, seven games over 500. We all thought I don't gonna, know how they're doing it. We thought they were going to be a bottom. Day. I don't and know how they're doing it. Without Rafael Devers having an unbelievable right. season. He's right. on track for about. Tristan Costas looks like a player. Yeah. Devers, I think it's on pace for like three and a half more, yeah. which is a, a big drop from his normal. Like, so so, so credit to them. It's, it's For them, it's unfortunate that they're in a division where, you know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the difference between fourth or fifth. Well, I think for the Red Sox fans, you were looking at, well, it was going to be cool to be part of a division in which every team finished with a winning record and a positive run differential. It's probably even more fun <laughs> if every team but the Yankees. From the Red Sox that. perspective. Yeah, they're loving that. And do you think there's any Red Sox fans looking at Xander Bogarts going, hmm. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money and we didn't and it's so far looking good for us i i think it's it's interesting because you know you look at a team like the mets and the yankees two of the higher payrolls in baseball um two of the highest actually i think they're oh, the, the mets, mets are, by far the mets highest. are one i think padres which are i two, still can't believe is a net fan yankees that we say stuff three. like that well i don't know if they are anymore with all oh, the no, trades no, they've made. Uh, yeah okay. anyway, still for this year i think it's interesting that both the Mets and the Yankees, you can point to like clear areas on their team that are underperforming. And then you just look at the Padres and you're like, why are you bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have, they have all the pieces in place. And I think nobody's when they, really having a particularly bad season by any stretch. Yeah. I looked at Juan Soto. They just, they still go, well, Bogarts is having for Bogarts. For Bogarts. But uh, not a Bogarts season. That you're going to tell me, oh, yeah, Xander Bogarts is the reason this is a below 500 team. And I was listening to the leadoff spot on Friday, and Eduardo uh, Perez and Steve Phillips were talking about it. And they got to the Padres, and Eduardo believes in the Padres. I'm picking the Padres. And Steve's like, they're terrible. Like, they haven't done anything all year long. You're, to be picking the Padres is basically being like, yeah, they're just going to go like 30 and 2 the rest of the way. Right, right. Like, what makes you think all of a sudden they're going to turn it around and, and play would, what we expected them to play, like 700 ball the rest of the way? Like what? Us, us expecting the Mets to make the wild goal. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a, that was a pie dream. So I, I think, you know, the, the you mentioned the Diamondbacks then, you know, and um, I don't see it. I don't see them getting to the finish line. No, Corbin Carroll has come a little bit back down to earth after. I mean, it was kind of expected considering how good he was playing to start. They're this kind season. of back to being the little team that could. Right. You know, we, 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 you know we, we, this might not be our year. And I think no matter what, the Diamondbacks have had a, a really good year for that franchise direction. If you're direction. the Diamondbacks, you're very happy with your direction for the future. You're a young team. You haven't invested a lot of money in long contracts. You have the ability to go make moves. Probably the most frustrating thing to you is that the Dodgers apparently figured it out and <laughs> turned into a great team again. Well, they got Ahmed Rosario. Uh, yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was the, that was the answer. Or is it they got rid of Thor? And they got rid of Thor. And, and you know, the D-backs, you know, still only have the one pitcher who still probably is, uh, I'd say, the favorite for the Cy Young, would you say? Well, Zach Allen? I right? think so in the NL. But the problem for the Diamondbacks is even if you make the wild card game, he can only pitch one of those right. games. Right. We saw that last year with the Mets. That's exactly right. You don't, you don't, so if you're going to get there, do you really want to go into that and get your doors blown off by somebody? Right, right. You win game one behind Zach Gallon and then get blown out so, in games two and three. So the Giants are, are the other little team that could, which you look scratching head going, I don't know how they do that. Right, right. And it, I think it's interesting because with not having a division like the AL East in the NL, 
The wild card race is a little bit more interesting because you've got a team like the Giants. You've got teams like the Marlins and the Cubs that are all kind of floating around and the Reds that are all like, hey, we might be a postseason team. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, and, and we'll talk about the Braves in a second. They're obviously, the clear division winner and the Dodgers have iced that decision as well. Division as well. And it uh, looks like the Brewers. I don't, I don't, it looks like the Brewers, but I don't know. I, I don't trust that, that team. A team with that <laughs> anemic of an offense. I, I, I love their pitching, but I still don't trust that team to score enough runs. And I, and I, I kind of have felt like the Phillies are the wild card team that will be there. Right. Like, I, out of all the other ones, they're going to make it. And so now it's between the Cubs and the Reds and the Marlins and the Diamondbacks and the Giants. For that, those last For two like, spots. You got two spots out of, out of that. And Should be a we, fun race going down the stretch. We already talked about it. Right. I, I think it's going to be good. I, 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 I don't know what I'm wishing for, actually. You know, I want the Reds. I would love the Reds and the Diamondbacks to make it just because it would be fun. I don't want the Marlins to make it because they're in the NL East. I'd like to see Joey Votto in the playoffs. Exactly. I think I w- that kind of a thing would be really fun. Right. And and I think the Diamondbacks just because it's been so long. And if you got and if you ended up with some kind of wacky series like the Diamondbacks versus like the Reds or something, cool. Some team we never get to see in the postseason is advancing to the second round. Oh, and the Marlins made it in the pandemic season somehow twenty twenty. So I don't think the Marlins are. I don't. I don't. I don't trust them as much as I trust the other teams to get to the finish line. Right. Especially with them shutting down some of their better players earlier this season. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was a it was a great week in baseball, and um, we just love watching pennant races. And, and just if. You know, tonight I'm really excited. They're oh, playing right. the Williamsport game. Uh, I think it's such a good idea, and I really hope they expand it and keep doing it. Yeah, the Phillies and the Nationals, so obviously uh, as local a connection it can be, and they just announced today that the Yankees are going to play the Tigers in that game next year. And we get the Field of Dreams game, too. And we get the Field of Dreams game. So uh, but Bryce Harper was saying he'd like to play a game up. He, I didn't realize that he grew up in Cooperstown or near Cooperstown, um, and he wanted wants to play a game. Why don't we have a game there? And it's interesting that the players will want to make the Field of Dreams game trip. We didn't have that this year, but they'll have they'll start again next year and you know you think it's a big travel thing to go to this sort of far away place and get there but the players cool. want to make the effort to yeah. do that and, and, and I, I like say, that a lot it'd be really cool to have a game the day after the hall of fame induction ceremony i think they year. should do it you're right thanks for listening subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform follow us on twitter almost cool 